Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. This is Survival Tech, and welcome to episode 24. How are you doing tonight, man? Pretty good. Yourself? Not too bad. Tonight we're going to be talking about um, the survival genre and uh, how it has uh, jumped the shark, as some can say. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good discussion. And, you know, just for everybody out there, this is completely our opinion. Um, there's some aspects of the whole survival entertainment um, that went from education to entertainment and it's kind of jumped the shark a little bit and uh, then there's other outlets out there that hasn't. We're just going to hit on a few shows that uh, kind of give us uh, preppers a bad name and uh, you know it, it should be a, a pretty quick show tonight but nonetheless something out there and something to enjoy and uh, should be a, a decent one. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's some new survival shows that have came out um, that we're going to be talking about a little, a little later. Um, some of them have uh, made a um, reappearance onto the networks. Um, and then uh, it seems like some are uh, are gone for good. So uh, we're kind of hit on those and uh, give our opinion. Um, and like Matt said, this is our opinion, so uh, you may disagree. But, um, you know, if you... Uh, we can have a, a good, adult, polite discussion on the forum board about it, and uh, it would be uh, some good topics. Well, sounds good, man. Um, let's see, where, where where do you want to start? you want to go ahead and start with the Intel Report? Yeah, let's knock out the Intel Report. Okay, so with episode 24, we've been gone for a couple weeks, and uh, it's mainly because of our schedules, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Um, so let's go ahead and welcome the new members. Um, we've got some new members. In fact, we're up to 80 now. So the, let's see, what is it, contest number four? Yes. It's it's completely closed out. These 80 members um, are, are closing it out. They're all going to be involved. Um, so... Uh, I believe this weekend I'm going to try and get a chance, and we will try and pick a winner, and we will get your water bottle and key fob out to you as quickly as, as we can find a winner and get an address from you. So, um, let's go ahead and welcome the new members. Uh, I would like to welcome Jeff in Ohio, from Northwest Ohio. Jeff, welcome to Survival Tech. Um, I would also like to welcome Old Coot from Northern California. Appreciate you joining the site. And then we've got Mikey XD9 from Delaware. Thank you for joining the site. We've got Don John from Milwaukee. Uh, 
thanks for thanks for becoming a part of Survival Tech. And you know, always remember what's made Milwaukee famous has made a loser out of me, right, Corey? That's right. Alrighty. Um, like to welcome Doug from Indiana, the Foggy Trekkers from Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's a little inside joke. Corey and I we we went to uh, uh, AMI for Harley Davidson um, mechanics, and uh, we had a. You tell the story, Corey, because you're you're a lot better than me. Uh, I don't know about that, but one of the classmates we went with. Uh, uh, he was from uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and while we were down there, it, the Canadian Spring Break hit Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, while we were down there, and he was out at a bar and uh, drinking with all the uh, guys from uh, Nova Scotia and gals from Nova Scotia, and uh, it seemed like every hour he'd order them a drink, and they would all yell Nova Scotia. Yeah, so that's about it, and it just stuck with him for the rest of the time we were at school. Yeah, <laughs> and, and likewise, it uh, it stuck with us for all these years. Every time we hear Nova Scotia, we both scream out, Nova Scotia! <laughs> Which is, it's beautiful land up there. Um, in fact, a guy I used to work for, he was from Nova Scotia, and uh, he said, look, man, you know, you got to come up, uh, come back home with me and, and go camping, and I uh, never got a chance to go, but um, I still keep in touch with the guy, hopefully... You know, we can arrange that sometime because he's a really cool guy. So, um, you know, I've seen pictures and everything else. It's absolutely beautiful. So you guys are pretty lucky living where you live. Um, you know, I would I would definitely love to see it. I'm jealous. So, um, Foggy Trekkers, again, welcome to the website. Um, Chaotic Psychosis uh, from Virginia, welcome to the website. Thanks for joining. And we have Vagrant FDF from Rhode Island. Um, thanks for joining the website, and we look forward to hearing everything that you guys have to say. So. Yeah, I just want to say uh, welcome to the community. Yeah, hey, that's that's a good way to put it, Corey. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's what we are we here. All bundle. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the most annoying commercial? I don't know if I've seen that, Corey. You haven't seen the we all bundle. Uh. Uh-uh. It was about uh Vonage commercial and they move into the new house and uh the couple from across the street comes over and they're holding a a ball of cables all wrapped up and had phone cable and phones and computer and all and they're like uh you know saying that, you know, we all bundle and then they, the the lady from across the street has like this puppy and she's like puppy and then the people are like, well, you know, we have Vonage, but, you know, we'll take the puppy. And he's like, no, it comes with the bundle. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it, you know, first couple times it's kind of funny. And then it's like, okay, this is getting annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have to put it up on the, you know, website just so everyone can make fun of me for watching too much TV. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, look, before we piss anybody off, we better stop our banner and get back to the topic at hand, Corey. I'm sorry. Okay. So, focus. <laughs> focus. Okay. Well, it, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We'll have digs all the way through the show. Well, I'm sure. But. Yeah. So, um, anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Um, 
Episode 24 is her last episode. That's it. Yep. Um, it's the last episode for the old format, um, which is this format where it's just me and Corey barking at you and, and ranting and raving and giving our opinions. And uh, Which doesn't seem like that we're entitled to. Right. From everybody. It's, yeah. But that's okay. We we have the ones that are uh that are you know, part of the community and uh you know, if if they don't agree they offer it in uh in a, a in a good manner that's that's uh you know, constructive instead of deconstructive. So oh well, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. But what we're going to do is we're taking survival tech to the next evolution. Um, it's it's the next progression. It's the next step. Um, we've already contacted some people. Um, we've got a couple responses back. Um, what we're doing is we're going to bring in a rotating co-host. Um, we've got some guys that are knowledgeable um, in you know more than one field, um, both in you know learned um, skills and then. Um, also just, you know, in life lessons. Um, you know, we've got some guys that are, you know, younger than us. we got, you know, a couple guys that are, that are quite a bit older than us. And, uh, you know, you, you can always learn from, you know, the guys that are, you know, 10, 20, 30 years older than you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing that the youth has absolutely forgotten this day and age. And it's, it kind of pisses me off. Um, there's no respect for, you know, I, I don't want to say the elders because, you know, every year it takes away, I start getting closer and closer to becoming one of those elders. Um, but, you know, they, the people that have been there and done that, you know, everybody kind of takes them for granted. And instead of just taking them for granted, we ought to be listening to them. Um, because, you know, in the society that we live in now, um, I was born in 1981, which means I did not live through the last part of the 70s. So um, I remember how tough it was on my mom and dad, you know, growing up in the in the 80s, you know, as a kid, as a young child, um, which was supposed to be better than the 70s, you know. And you know, talking with dad and all, you know, the the end of the 70s was you know very close and similar to. You know the way it is now with the inflation. You know the gas prices. Um, you know there's you know some aspects that are that are better now than what they were then, and some aspects that are better than what they are now. So, um, but anyway, we're what we're doing is, is we're pulling together a group of guys. What we're going to have is Corey and I. We're definitely going to anchor the show. Um, I'm going to continue to produce, edit, and you know take care of all the tech work. Um, and then our co-hosts, we're going to have, um, hopefully two to three co-hosts per show so we can get a round table going and, uh, we're going to see how, how that pretty much works. Um, I think it's going to be a great, a great format. Um, I think it's going to offer a lot more opinion. Um, I think we are going to get into some pretty good discussions and, um, I I think it's going to be the best for the show. Yeah, I think it's great that uh, you know, we're opening it up to 
to other people's other members that have you know been with us from the beginning have been with us for a long time some of them are new guys um you know that all have different experiences different backgrounds it'll be able to uh give different you know perspectives to you know different scenarios or, or different ideas or different uh episode topics that they you know that we may not have thought of yet or um you know, something that new that we haven't done yet and uh, really make this a, a community-based, um, you know, podcast and website and forum page um, because we're really here to just try to help everybody else out. And uh, the more people we can bring in and, and do that, um, it'll sound more or it'll sound less like, you know, Matt and I, you know, just preaching to you guys or or anything like that. It, it, I think it'll be a lot more um, information you know, giving out, um, <clears throat> not, you know, that we don't give out good information. I think we do, but, um, you know, back to the, the different perspectives, um, you know, some people might have, you know, books that they've read in the past or um, websites they came across that they, you know, saved um, from years ago. And, uh, you know, sometimes I've tried to find a website, you know, twice and I can't find it a second time. I don't know what I typed in, what I looked up what number of pages I went through on Google when I found it that had good information. And, um, you know, it's things like that, you know, life experiences, um, past military backgrounds, and, uh, you know, different parts of the, the you know, United States and, um, you know, world, hopefully. Maybe we can get some international callers in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it'll help everybody um, in the future and in the, you know, coming months and, uh, years and see what uh how we can all help ourselves and and better prepare mm-hmm. now we're also going to be dropping the show, which it's kind of been like that here uh this last month um and kind of well you know July was a fiasco as we all know um, but for this last month, you know there's gonna be what the second show that we're putting out. Yeah, we're pretty much going to go ahead and we're going to drop it back to two shows a month. Um, not only, not only to help us with our time. Um, you know, Corey's work slamming, my work is slamming. Um, we both have kids; they're in school, their school activities. Uh, my kids are still playing baseball and softball uh, because uh, my town actually has a fall league for them. I have a Land Cruiser to get running. Yep, I've got a Jeep J20 <laughs> I got to get running. Um, so you know, we all have our projects and everything else. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to cut this back to two, and definitely two a month. Um, you know, and then with the help of the co-hosts, you know, we, you know, we should have no problem. Now, um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to run this project out through the end of the year. We're going to see how it works. And um, then after the end of the year, um, I think there's going to be another evolution. Isn't there, Corey? Um, oh, of course. It, you always have to evolve. So so the the show will be changing yet again. And um, you know, so definitely, definitely look forward to that. Um, on a brighter side, uh, when did we really start getting back into this, Corey, when we swapped over the feeds and all? Was that around middle March? Mm, yeah, it was right around there. Okay. So it was the beginning um, of the year, I know that. Yeah. Um, at middle March, we went ahead and we swapped the feeds. And um, I believe it was middle March. Don't it quote me. March. 
it doesn't matter. Okay. So, so what we did is we went ahead and we swapped the feeds um, to a new server and all. That server has been counting downloads uh, ever since we did the swap. In fact, and, and if anybody wants to go and check us, if you you know actually go to the archive.org page for Survival Tech, because that's the server that we use to uh, uh, to put the show out there. You know, that's where we store it. Um, you can see how many times it's been downloaded, and we have over eleven thousand downloads. And uh, so, if you actually do the math and everything, we're right around. You know, almost 2,000 downloads a month. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I'm pretty proud of the show. I'm pretty proud of the members. I mean, that's that's some, that's some pretty good stuff. Um, so with that, um, I think everybody needs to congratulate us because we finally got our first bad review on iTunes. Yay! Yay! We dropped from uh, five stars to uh, four and a half. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty upsetting. Yeah. Um, our bad review did give us only two stars. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not like the way we uh, uh, deliver ourselves and how we talk about technology as far as, you know, a, a device that most people have on them 24 hours a day. You know, anytime they leave their house, they have it. And it's a great tool to use to hold information and to, uh, you know, look into certain things like, you know, the NOAA radio, um, weather alerts, and things like that. Um, they don't like our iPhone apps, um, reviews. Um, they don't like our, um, as they put it, cheap uh, gear reviews. Um, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, with these times, everyone is on a budget, and if you can find a, you know, decent item that works on a budget, I say use it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Matt, he's a dollar store guy and, uh, it's not just that it, um, you know, we don't have thousands of dollars to spend on equipment and, you know, we got to use what we have and in a crisis situation, you may not have, you know, the ability to obtain things, um, that are of high quality. So you have to make use of what you have with the lower quality. And if you can use it with the lower quality, you can use it with the higher quality. Oh, um, I, got, I, I got news for everybody, too. I mean, do you really think that the first responders that are going to be coming into a disaster situation are going to have the absolutely best equipment? I guarantee you they don't. They don't. And we know this for a fact. Correct. So, um, you know, they're they're on a fixed budget, too. So, you know what? You know, if some disaster happens, you might be getting patched up with, you know, Dollar General Band-Aids, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, as far as the cheap review, I'm sorry, but if I find a K-Bar knife for 35 bucks, I consider that cheap. Um, you know, considering a buck 119 is between 39 and $49, does that make that K-Bar knife cheap? I don't think so. You know, I don't think, you know, cheap is in, you know, air quotes, like a cheap quality. No, it's still a K-Bar knife, okay? Um, I have not been able to find the K-Bar knife um, like my uh, M-Tech survival knife, um, the small jungle one that we have, Corey, with mm-hmm. the fire starters and all. 
Yeah. Yeah, six dollar knife, and I've beat the hell out of it, and it still is holding an edge. Um, cheap does not necessarily mean that we are taking a step away from quality. Um, if it's shit, I'll tell you it's shit. Um, you know, but it, it's good to know because you know when you're sitting there at the store and you're looking at a at a mess kit, for example. Um, I went ahead and I I tried the Walmart cheap, you know, six dollar one when there was a nice Coleman one for nineteen dollars, you know, with pretty much the same setup right there. One was aluminum, and uh, I forget what the other one was. Um, I don't know if it was some alloy, but it it seemed like a very, you know, like a, a better quality product. Guess what? You know, for six bucks it, it does what I need, but if I had my choice over again, you know, I would have went ahead and, and spent the extra money, you know, knowing that now. So well, that shovel pick saw that I got, mm-hmm. if you remember, I reviewed that as cheap. Well, how much did you buy yours for, Corey? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Like $17 or something? Yeah, it was like $17 on Amazon. Okay. Um, I got a SOG e-trenching tool. Yep. Okay, I paid 12 bucks for it. They're cheaper than dirt. And, you know, not to say that mine's better than yours, but mine is a lot better quality than yours. Oh, I, I bet it is better than mine. Um, I pretty much let my kids, you know, dig in the dirt with it because I, I would not, you know, use it in this situation. Right. Um, and I, and I think I, I did do a review and, and said, you know, I would not rely on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes, you know, we don't always emphasize, you know, cheap is better. Right. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you you may not like, you know, how we put our stuff out there. You, you may not, you know, like our podcast. Um, but thank you for reviewing us. Um, you know, that it doesn't, you don't, you're not hurting my feelings. No, not at all. In fact, I want to, uh, you know, explain our, our, you know, stance on it, I guess. Well, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, everything that that he disliked about the show was exactly what the show was built for. It was built for the common man, cheaper reviews on the cheaper stuff, and the technology that goes along with it, including the app, the apps. You know? And this is what gets me before we move on to the next subject, okay? So, we need to go have fun with our iPhone apps, right? Yeah. Okay. But yet, what did he review us on, Corey? iTunes. Boy, isn't that funny. Which is ran by Apple. Right, which maybe he should go have fun with his apps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I thought that was a little funny myself. So, go ahead and we'll we'll kick that out. Um, keep going a little bit more on with the show. Corey, I'm going to want you to talk a little bit about the chronograph here in a minute. Um, it is something that I think a lot of people... Um, need to be aware of. Don't go out and buy it. You know, just because we said, you know, hey, check it out. It's ninety nine cents. Um, Corey and I are going to purchase it. We are going to try it. We are going to test it. But we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, so, you know, to recap everything, um, you know, the the show is moving to a a completely you know brand new. Um, way of um, way of 
of being a sh- our show. Uh, I can't really a format. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> You're welcome, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. I I just I lost my I was train sending of that to you telepathically there. Yeah. Well, that's that's the whole brother thing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good for 30 miles away. Not too bad. So, but anyway, no, you know, we're going to this new format. Like I said, we're going to have, you know, some set co-hosts. Um, they're going to rotate. Uh, that's going to be happening, you know, hopefully right around September 14th, 15th, 16th. We're going to record the show, um, sometime around there. So that will be the next evolution of Survival Tech. Sorry, so definitely look forward to that. And on that show... We're going to be celebrating um, not only the new co-hosts that are on it. We're going to give a rundown of everybody, you know, that's that's you know on the show for that night, and then all the other hosts that were considered and then accepted. Um, and believe it or not, there's actually quite a few of them. Um, and I think this is gonna, I think this is gonna work pretty good. Um, if and if anybody wants to, you know, say, well, you know, why wasn't I, you know, considered or anything, you know, post in the forums, you know, make make your presence known, and uh, you know, you never know, you know, maybe a month from now we'll say, you know what, let's maybe add another guy, um, you know, and then you know that just goes and shows that, you know, that you want to be out there, you want to be an official part of Survival Tech. Um, uh, it, the pay is nothing. And the benefits suck, so, um, you know, and the hours... There's no benefit time. Yeah, the hours are brutal because it's usually right around midnight for us. Um, so, but anyway, I you know, just look for it. You know, next, or the very next show, show number 25, Big Things for Survival Tech. We're going to announce the winner from the membership contest number four. Um, we're going to welcome the new co-host and uh we're gonna have one hell of a show for you guys i think it's gonna be definitely fun and uh the last few things i have to put out there is um you know i i don't want this episode to come off as you know negative because we've had some points on there that we've kind of um thrown out um 99 percent of our members are fantastic 99 percent of our forum posts are fantastic you guys have you know Good ideas. You have, you know, good forms going. Um, the quality of it is fantastic. Um, you know, and if you don't agree with us, great. Just put it out there and, you know, we accept criticism, just, you know, constructive and not destructive. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to take in when, you know, you're being, uh, attacked, it seemed like. Um, but I mean, if you, you don't have to agree with this, you know, and but you know, just explain your point and and uh, you know, in a you know constructive way, and uh, we will take it, and um, you know, we can have a nice discussion about it. Um, but uh, I just want to thank all of our members. I want to thank all of our um, people that have downloaded us and stood by us, and you know, over the last few months, which has been kind of you know rocky with our schedules. I've been working. Weekdays on first shift and weekends on second shift and third shift and, uh, for about the last two months and, um, it's, uh, it's really taking the toll. So, uh, it's kind of, you know, survival tech's kind of, you know, got the, the worst of it. Um, 
but I just, you know, once again, want to thank everybody for sticking with us and uh, look forward to the future because we have big things, big things coming. And as far as, you know, everything on the budget, um, this is our fourth contest that we've put out. Um, most everything has been put out of our pocket. We've had some uh, great donations given to us by uh, Peter Brusso um, and Kai for the uh, uh, the key fob, and then um, uh, shoot, uh, my mind went blank. Uh, Mike from uh, Maya Print uh, Studios. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, he he gave us the water bottle that everybody's you know kind of you know fighting for right now. Um, you know, so I mean, we, we've gotten little stuff here and there, um, you know, but for the most part, you know, everything else is, you know, completely out of our pocket. So, um, but anyway, you know, and with that, yeah, episode 24, episode 24. Now, Corey, I do want you to talk a little bit about that app because I tried looking for it on Android. I did not see it on Android. So I don't know if it's just not available through the Google play store because of the type of phone that I have. Um, I do have an Optimus V. It is not a 100% top of the line. It's only a 3G Android phone, and I don't care. It does 3G. everything. Yeah, ooh, 3G. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Okay, here's the thing. It does everything I need. So, you know, it's I, I went from a track phone to this. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. But I did not see it in the Google Play Store, which is where I go to get my, my apps. Corey brought this up. I think it sounds great. I'm actually going to split it with him. Uh, I'm going to use my allowance for this week to actually, you know, give him half of the money. Um, you know, so I, I, I can't get my mocha lunch on Tuesday. Um, get that joke? Get the school joke? Yeah, I got it. Following me? Yep. Okay. So I'm not going to be able to get my extra milk, and uh, you know I'm going to go. You don't, you don't need it. You don't need an extra one, <laughs> bastard. All right, just make sure it's two percent. All right, skim milk. <laughs> All right, yet silk, soy milk. All right, you want me to look I've never milk? tried silk, so I can't really you know downplay it. But you know I was raised on whole milk. I still drink whole milk, and I make the wife buy me. Whole milk when everyone else drinks two percent. Okay. Do you want so. me, do you really want me to, you know, tip your Land Cruiser over for you? Not really. Okay. So you better not sit in the passenger seat. Ha ha ha! Ha ha! Guy. Yeah. Am take I, that. Am I a clown? Does it make you laugh? No. Okay. Anyway. All right. So this, this. Uh, Apple. <laughs> app for uh, the chronograph I found it um, you can uh, check it out at http colon slash slash itunes dot apple dot com uh, slash us I'll just actually put it on the show notes yep. um, because it just keeps going on with a bunch of digits okay. but you can type it in google um, I typed in um, apple app archery chronograph and it's uh, made by uh Archant Technologies is called A Chrono, one word, capital A, capital C, A Chrono. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an archery chrono. It's a simple tool that will allow any user with an iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad to determine the speed of their bow and feet per second. Um, it does cost 99 cents. Um, Note me splitting it with Corey. 
Correct. And you is my allowance. That's right. Um, it has 11 ratings at uh, four and a half stars, just like us. So it must be awesome. Four and a half stars. Uh, must I wonder be if that. the same guy reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the way it works is... It only picks up the arrow speed in feet per second, so I'm not happy with it. Yeah. Two stars. Yeah, so so it, it does what it says it does? Yeah, but I don't like it. So the way it works... <laughs> two stars. ...is that you can... Um, Set it to yeah major. It'll start recording after like twenty seconds, thirty seconds, or whatever you set. So you click it, and it it'll actually record the sound, and mm-hmm. it'll record the sound of when your bow fires and when it hits the target. So you kind of need it to be quiet around the area, and uh, you know not a bunch of noise. Um, and then you can go in and slowly pinpoint where it started and where it ended, and it will calculate the feet per second. Um, there is actually a video on YouTube on it. Mm-hmm. And let me, we will add that to the show notes as well, if I can get my computer to work. Well, you know what else I would like to do? I would like to record it with, like, a voice recorder since it's based off the sound. When we do buy it, when we do test it... Um, I would like to do the same thing. Correct. And plan on doing that as well. Right, so I can use my editing software that I use for the show. And then I can tell where each WAP is. You know, I can tell the release and then I'll be able to tell the hit because it'll be spikes and then I can I can see what the uh, what the time is between it and then we can just walk off the distance. You because know, it's going to be a known distance of... Yeah, you have travels. to put in the, the distance, correct? So, you know, and then we can just figure it out that way, too. And that will be a good test to see. But before we are able, you know, to get the app and, and to get this up and uh, our review of it, um, if you're wanting to see more about it as of right now, it's uh, type in Archery Chrono V1 mm-hmm. um, in YouTube, and it should pop up the uh, video. Excellent. We'll put that on our uh, show notes. Cool. Well, okay, episode 24. Let's keep this short, quick, because I really don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. It's just no. be a couple points, and I think we're pretty much going to end the show. I mean, this was kind of a, just a, you know, a back into it show. You know, episode 25 is going to be the real show, guys. Uh, a lot of this show was, uh, you know, Explaining our our new layout, um, hitting some few points on uh, where we are, where we've been, and where we are going as far as um, reviews, forums, and you know the the new layout and the the co-hosts that we're uh, excited for. Yeah, Um, welcoming the new members. Correct. So we can't do this without you. So uh, keep them coming. Um, Eleven thousand downloads. Um, I was hoping to see you know. Thousand members by now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, jumping the shark. You want to explain a little bit about that? Yep. Okay. Um, if anybody listens to Howard Stern, then you will know the phrase "jumping the shark" or "jump the shark." Um, you know, coined by 
um, John Hine. Uh, for those of you who don't listen to Howard Stern, um, watch him on America's Got Talent. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> yes, you do. I, there is a, a couple of them I've watched, and I was pretty impressed with some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stern's... I, I'm myself, and this is just my opinion, but I think Stern's pretty cool. So, anyway, the guy that works for Stern now, um, he had this website called Jump the Shark, okay? Uh, back in Happy Days, you remember that TV show, Corey? I remember the reruns. Yes, okay? Um... When Fonzie, when he actually water skied and jumped a shark, that was the lowest rated, you know, history of the show was like that episode. So from that point to the end, the show had jumped the shark. See, that's where, you know. Happy Days was cool, and then, you know, it got real crazy, and next thing you know, Fonzie's jumping a shark. And then from that point forward, they kind of said, eh, the show's kind of, you know, shitty. So anytime a show goes, the the point at when a show or, you know, music group or whatever, when they either do something, you know, quirky, something, you know, commercial, um, you know, that that's... You know, just kind of doesn't sit well with people, and it starts that plunge to where it can't really be recovered. That is when that's the moment when everything jumps the shark. So, well, that's pretty good uh, history behind it. Yeah, thanks. I didn't know all that. Yep. Hey, jump the sharks. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was my. Should done this during Shark Week. <laughs> That's that was really that'd have been cool. That would have. I didn't think about it then. That was like two weeks ago. Wow, uh, this is Shark Week two. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, there's been I don't know. There's kind of been a lull um, there for a couple of years. You know, survival was starting to ramp up. You know, we had multiple shows. We we did do our show. Um, where we had talked about, you know, the different survival shows. You know, we've had some survival movies. Um, you know, a, a recent one, I have still have not seen this yet, The Grey. Corey said, Corey said it was good. You know, it's a survival movie. Um, you know, Wilderness Survival. Um, I still love The Edge. Um, you know, it's one of my favorite movies, not necessarily just, you know, my favorite survival movies. You know, it's just one of my favorite movies, you know, period. Um, you know, once you start ramping up, you know, it seemed like they were just putting out, you know, good shows after good shows. You had Les Stroud. You know, he was he was going strong. Um, next thing you know, you know, here comes Bear Grylls. You know, he was really putting a lot of entertainment value into it. You know, I mean... At first, he was like, you know, wow, you know, this guy really is a survival expert. And then everybody kind of started looking at him and was like, eh, he's kind of more doing it, you know, just for the shock value. Once he started doing it for the shock value, and as Corey had stated before, it become, you know, um, the extreme door of the explorer. <laughs> uh, that, that was still the greatest so metaphor I've ever used. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um 
<laughs> so, you know, once it became Dora the Explorer, it jumped the shark. You know, who cares where he's going? He goes, he starts off on the top of the mountain, you know, finds the river, you know, that actually plunges down a waterfall, and then he's got to go in a cave, and then he eats something disgusting, you know, and possibly has to drink his own piss, and then, then he gets picked up by a helicopter, and away he goes. Yep. And that Same was like, thing. That was like the last, like, 40 episodes. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, some something's got to give. So that kind of started the downhill slope, I feel, okay? Dave and Cody come along, kind of ramps it back up, I feel, okay? Then you got Man, Woman, Wild, eh. And then she drinks his piss. <laughs> well, what's funny about Man, Woman, Wild is, like, they looked at, it's like they just got done watching Dave and Cody and Les Stroud, and then they said, okay, let's go do our show on the same thing. And I don't know. So they they were like the next. It's like, you know, Les Stroud was going up the hill of the roller coaster. Bear Grylls is coming down. Dave and Cody are going back up. And then Man, Woman, Wild are coming back down. Now, season two of Dual Survival, entertaining, yes. Started getting away from... You know, the survival education, you know, that I was taking away from it. Um, I did enjoy, I enjoyed Dave Canterbury's tactics. Um, I look at those a lot better than, you know, than Cody's. Um, I want to get out of a situation as fast as I can. I think Dave is, you know, learning from Dave is a lot better than, you know, hey, let's go ahead and set up a colony and, you know, let's live out here in the woods. And it's like, okay, well... You know, we're only in a national park. You know, there's got to be civilization year around here, you know, at least within 40 miles. You know, let's get out. You know, three days to get out. Um, the key to survival is staying alive long enough to be found or to make your way out. There you go. That's it. So making up a homestead in the middle of nowhere is, is not survival. Yeah, and in fact, I was, I was That's escape. I was talking with Dave, uh, you know, one of our members. He's done quite a bit of posting. I was talking with him today, and uh, you know, because I, I do work with Dave, um, and I I was telling you know him kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, Dave Canterbury will get you out of a situation. You know, you might not be doing everything that you want to do. You might have to do a lot of stuff that you know is a little bit sketchy. But Cody, on the other hand, he will live out there. So do you want to live and, like, live, live, or do you want to get out of the situation? You know, and we we're, we're just we we're discussing that today. And uh, so that was, I don't know, that's kind of what brought that up. So anyway, you know, Mike, Mike and uh, Ruth for Man, Woman, Wild, they kind of started, you know, dropping the ball again. And then I, I think... You know, definitely about halfway through the season of Dual Survival, uh, season two, kind of pushed it on out. Now, Les Stroud did the uh, Beyond Survival, and then he also had that, I, I'm thinking it was a failed show, where he took the kids. Do you remember that, Corey? 
I do not remember that one. Okay. Uh, Lestroud had set up with these kids, and they had to, you know, make shelters and this, that, and the other. And I've only seen a couple episodes. Uh, I completely lost interest in it. Um, it was kind of, it was a reality show. It was kind of like a Big Brother, but with kids, but they were in survival camps. And they had to, you know, do their own shelters and everything. And Les would come around and say, why did you do it this way? Explain to me your thinking behind it. You know, and they would say, well, you know, well, we made the shelter because of this and that. And, and, and you know, they would explain it. And then Les would say, well, you know, wouldn't you be better, you know, up there just in case there's a flash flood? You know, and he would, he would kind of, you know, give them, um, you know, different opinions on what needs to be done to, to maximize their situation. So that was a decent show, but it just it wasn't very interesting. Um, he had the Beyond Survival. That was pretty cool um, because that was actually going back into the indigenous peoples and checking out their cultures, um, which you can't get any more you know, survival basics than, guess what, there is no outside world anymore. You know, you're living in a hut and everything else. Um, you know, there's there's a few of 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 those that were uh, those episodes that were pretty interesting, but you know, it, it was getting you know harder and harder to swallow and, and watch. Um, now you've got you've got a couple other shows. Um, you know, one show that I do miss, I do miss the Colony. Um, I'm hoping that they, you know, do a third season of The Colony. Um, you know, if anybody has heard anything or knows of, you know, any postings or articles, please send them my way. I'd love to read about it. Um, you know, that, that set up a situation where, you know, we just kind of ran through a smaller, you know, a definite smaller, um, you know, simulation of that, you know, when we had our power outages up here. And, uh, you know, and there's there's more to come about those power outages. Um, there's a there's a few other other people that are going to chime in and kind of give their um, their takes on it. And it's it's a it's a lot hairier than what Corey and I had it. So. Um, but anyway. Um, let's see, where was I going with this, Corey? Do you remember? You help me out. No. Okay. Sorry. No, no problem. So, you know, I, I do miss the colony, and you know, I, I really like to see that. You know, just because I like to see what what people are making out of junk to you know be able to survive and, and start rebuilding a society. Um, I find that a, extremely interesting. Um, you had a show like. Um, Doomsday Preppers is that still on, Corey? Because um, the season's over. I think they're gearing up for season two. Okay, because I stopped watching it. Um, well, number one, I've I've went over to you know completely you know everything you know through Netflix or whatever else, and uh, I can catch a you know a few episodes of stuff on on YouTube, and uh, if somebody has posted a full episode, I'll watch it there. Um, I watched a few of the episodes on YouTube, um, and 
you know, the first couple were okay. I watched a couple of Corey's house, and they started getting more and more. They they jumped the shark. You know, I'm I'm sorry, but you know they're they're making the people look like absolute idiots. You know, the first show wasn't bad. You know, the second show, third show, you know, they were okay, but I could see where the trend was going. And, uh, you know, the people that they're picking for this is just, you know, absolutely ridiculous. And it, it doesn't give a good image to anybody that's interested in this. And then from Doomsday Preppers, they spun off and tried to do Doomsday Bunkers. Mm-hmm. And then there was another bunker show where, you know, it's all about these people building Doomsday Bunkers, and it's like... You know, how far are they going to take this? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. How much money does the average person have to be socking into this shit? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, the regular Joe on the budget is not going to be able to afford, you know, now, and a doomsday the, bunker. And for the most part, you know, most people that are into prepping or whatever else, most of them, you know, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a good part of them, you know, probably have... You know, two weeks to four weeks worth of food and water, and that's probably all that they're running. You know, because of either space constraints or everything else. You know, I mean, there there does get to a point where, you know, you got too much, you know, for your space, and, you know, do you want to either look like a hoarder? You know, which, you know, who cares what you look like, you know, if that's what you're doing and that's what you're into. But, you know, there, there's a fine line of, you know, being prepared and then, you know, being definitely over, overly prepared, you know, and being a complete fanatic about it, you know, so that there's a fine line there of, you know, where do you want to tread, you know, it's always, and it's always going to be your personal cause, whatever you feel is going to be the safest and, you know, the most effective for your family in any situation, you know, so we, you know, no one can tell you how much, you know, it's going to need, but, you know, once you start, you know, seeing all these people and it's like, yeah, I got 50 years worth of food and everything. Well, how old are you, sir? 65. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes real sense. You probably could have cut it off right there at the 40-year mark, you know, and saved some money. So, but anyway, you know, you had shows like that, you know, and hey, great. You know, if they can make a buck or whatever, you know, selling their show again for another, you know, season, hey, so be it. I don't know if I'll watch it, though. You know, I didn't really watch the last one. So, um, but yeah, there's been there's been some new ones. Um, I do miss Dual Survival. I'm going to miss Dual Survival um, because, you know, like I, I I did have a post where, you know, there was an article about Dave saying that him and Cody are done. And Dave was going on, on another project and Cody was going his separate ways. You know, I liked watching Dave and Cody. It reminded me of me and Corey out in the middle of the woods yelling at each other. You know, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. You know, that's funny. It was funny to me. Um, so, you know, I am going to miss that show on, on the entertainment level. Because uh, I, I did feel that they had a good chemistry. But, there's been some recent shows here. Um... I have not seen the Les Stroud show, Corey. Is it Survivor Man Season 4? It's, um... Something else. It's something else. It's like Survivor Man 10 Day... 10 Day? Yeah. You go and it's, 10 it's, days? It's, 
Right, but they don't do it all at one time. You know, so like one hour is only like one or two days, and then you know the next week's another couple of days, I believe. I haven't watched all the first and the second because being so used to the action of you know Man versus Wild and right a forty-two uh, minute you know hour long show right yeah that's that you know the action's forty-two minutes you know but it's it's an hour long show but you know with less drought going back to you know one man in a camera mm-hmm. and a lot of it of the you know 42 minute show is he set up his camera he walks past it and then he goes back and gets it and he sets up his other camera and is you know out of the 42 minutes the actual information that he's giving and the um skills that he's he's showing you is probably down to maybe 25 minutes worth Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that gets, you know, boring to me watching him move his cameras. I mean, I, I like it better because, you know, he's by himself. He, there's no other person out there. He's doing it all himself. Um, but it's just, especially here lately, it's hard for me to stay awake to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've, I've tried watching the first episode, um, twice and I end up falling asleep both times. Um, yeah. And I, I gotta admit, I only watched part of the second one, and then, uh, you know, I ended up getting up and doing something else. Well, that makes it really hard. I mean, you know, at, at one time, Les Stroud was the man, you know, he would do all his whole seven days in an hour. Right. Yeah, so it was constantly changing. You're like, okay, now it's day two, now it's day three, and you could see the progression. It was a fairly quick progression of, you know, his start, to his finish, I mean, you could definitely tell the difference, you know, with his morale and everything else. And it was a good, it was a good learning model, you know, yeah. being in a situation where you were lost, you know, in whatever environment he was in. With the new season, he started out on a um, sailboat that was in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was on the water, and then he made it to an island, to the beach. Um, or he was at, um, he made it to Mexico. He was off the coast of Mexico. So then he made it to Mexico and he was, you know, there at the coastline. And then the next episode, I believe he was still in Mexico, but somehow he had gotten two horses and he was taking the horses up, you know, through the desert and, you know, trying to find grasslands for them to feed on and, and such. Um, but like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing and I, I hope I'm explaining it correctly. Um, but, you know, I, I got tired of watching him move his cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, would, you know, yeah. But there was some good points to take from it, like Lester out always has. Um, you know, he does he does give the information out there and, and the skills out there a lot more than some of the other, um, you know, survival hosts um, do because he's not taking as much risk. It's, the, it's what, you know, everyday people would do, the, you know, the normal survival um you know, staying alive and not taking, you know, too much risk. Yeah, I, I do respect Les for that. I mean, you know, one one thing for him is he has always been more of a more of a survival instructor than what most people are, um, just because of the way he goes about it. Um, like you said, it, it's more of a, you know, why take an unnecessary risk if I don't have to. Correct. Yeah, you know, because mechanical injury can instantly turn into death. 
Yeah, don't take much out in the field. To, you know, something simple can can be the end of it. Yep. So, but no, I, I respect Lust for that. But here's the thing: he, he needs to evolve. You know, not necessarily you know start cutting your arms and you know burning. You know, trying to cauterize yourself with you know black powder, or you know climbing up a sixty foot waterfall and bare hands and right. You know. You don't have to do that, but you're going to have to do something to evolve, just like you know what we're doing with our show. You know, we 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 see the need to evolve and change it. You know, you can still present the same information, but you have to do it in a different manner. You know, and keep it fresh, keep everybody excited and on their toes, and you can still get your message across. You know what you want to what you want to portray. So, so all right. So the definite. The definite show that has jumped the shark, and I don't know if this is just the end of you know the survival shows that people are getting sick and tired of seeing them, and they're scraping the bottle bottom of the barrel, or if it's you know the ramp up of another climb of a whole bunch of shitty shows. Um, I do like watching it. As far as an entertainment value, um, but as far as as far as you know, trying to learn anything from it, don't even bother. Um, the show that I'm talking about is One Car Too Far. Um, Corey turned me on to it, and uh, you know, I, I watched the first episode, and I watched the second episode, and the first episode is like, yeah, okay, it's it's you know, not bad and all. And, uh, you know, the the scenery was really neat and, you know, the different types of, um, you know, ecosystems and environments they had to go through was neat. Um, you know, taking a four-cylinder, ten-year-old Jeep, I mean, that's one hell of a commercial for Jeep, um, showing what the hell they're they're doing with, with this, you know, ten-year-old, you know, Jeep Wrangler. Um, well, see, that that's why... I- I do kind of like this show, and I hope it's able to to improve in the next few episodes because episode two was pretty bad. Um, I thought I didn't really – there were some neat things about it that I did like, and I, I did get some information out of it. Um, so I'm not giving up on it yet. Well, Corey, um, why, why don't you go ahead and, and give a, a premise of you know, what the show is really about. And this is why I like it. Because of my new project um, with the Land Cruiser, it's these two guys. It's a um, um, British Special Forces you know, survival expert with a an American gearhead um, who has no survival training whatsoever, but you know, he knows his way around uh, vehicles, and uh, he knows how to drive them in pretty much any terrain. Um, and what they do is they... they uh, take a helicopter and drop this 10-year-old Jeep Wrangler four-cylinder, um, four-wheel drive, um, with l- uh, little modifications done to it. It looks um, like it, it has some off-road tires and a snorkel system. Yeah. And that's just about it. And then they have to, um, they have three days to find civ- civilization and get out of wherever they're, they're stranded. The first one they were in, um, Peru, the jungle of Peru. And then uh, they were up in the mountains of Peru, too, weren't they? They were still in Peru, up in the glacier. Oh, that was Peru. Chile. 
Oh, Chile. That's it, Chile. Yeah, not they were up on Chile. top of a volcano <clears throat> that was dormant. Yeah, that was glaciered over, yeah. or, uh, you know, ice. Um, but I think taking it not so much as a survival aspect as like a personal survival but more of a bug out vehicle survival if you look at it solely in that manner um i think it's new and i think it's exciting for that Mm -hmm. um and and i think it does have some potential um now you have to look through the entertainment value of it um which they already have and they're already putting out there the american gearhead um is always talking about food it's all he ever talks about is food he wants a steak and you know i'm already tired of hearing about it um and the, uh, you know, the survival guy, um, he's, you know, all about survival. But when it comes to a situation, they do some neat things in order to get that, that vehicle, you know, through these areas. Um, you know, they build a bridge. They can only use what they have, you know, in the vehicle and what they can make in their surrounding areas. Um, so they take up, they cut up uh, the back seat belts and make um, harnesses out of them. Um, they take the ratchet straps that are in the vehicle and they, you know, tie them together and they make a bridge to cross a river. Um, they were up in, when they were up in the volcanoes up on the ice, um, I thought this was really cool. They only had chains on the front tires. They didn't have anything on the back. So they kept spinning and, you know, losing control. So they took a rope and he tied a bunch of knots to them and he tied them around the tire and, uh, it actually, from what they said, it gripped, and they were able to get control back uh, just by using the rope. And then in episode two, they also uh, had a breakdown, and um, the rear axle broke. And they ended up taking a tree and ratcheting that to the, the bottom of the frame and around the uh, um, the axle. So and they used it like a, uh, a sled. Mm-hmm. And they use the other three tires to, you know, pull it along um, the last little bit to get civilization, which was pretty cool. Oh man, and like, you know that that was that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, there there's some stuff that happens when, you know, look, spoiler alert. You know, if if you haven't seen it yet, you know, when you go to watch it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You know, we're not really blowing it for you. Um, yeah. Well, if you've seen in the previews, it's already blown. They show always the best parts of the previews. <laughs> right. Um, the British survival guy he ends up falling down a, a, a big crack in the glacier. Was big the crevice. Crack. Yeah. So he ends up falling a whole whopping, like, six feet down. And the American gearhead jumps out, and he's like, Oh, are you okay? And see, he's actually attached to the winch. Okay, so he's attached to the winch, and when he falls, the gearhead's like, oh my god, I think I, you know, I think he's gone forever, I think I lost him. Well, what they don't realize is the cameraman was, like, standing right there, and yeah, oh yeah, he, he fell about, you know, six foot down. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, that would suck, um, that would make your heart jump a little bit, um... But here's the thing, you know, that, you know, 180-pound man, you know, you hit that button on that winch, and hell, he's, you know, up in two seconds, no problem. You know? Yeah. Just, they made it out to be too much. You know, and the guy's like, oh, 
you know, I thought I lost you for good. I thought you were dead. And it's like, really? Really? And if you look, if you watch him fall, it's not like he slips on accident. Did did you kind of catch that, Corey? Right. Or it was kind of a forced him to make it look like I'm falling, but I'm not mm-hmm. making it that, so... You know, it kind of looks like a real awkward, stupid fall. So, I don't know. You know, that that was a little much, and it's like, okay, guys, play it up, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I'm i still holding out on it that, it, you know, it gives me some good ideas and uh, maybe some good preps to put into my, you know, bug-out vehicle, mm-hmm. um, you know, and different ideas to know. I know that I'm going to... Get four chains, not two chains, for my tires, mm-hmm. and uh, just to make sure you know I'm covered, <laughs> and uh, you know make sure I grab you know ratchet straps, extra straps like that, a good winch, um, you know with a remote control, which is awesome, so you can drive and you know run the winch. Um, I never thought of making sure I had a remote control because you know they sell them with and without. Mm-hmm. And uh, the without are a lot cheaper. And looking at my budget, I was you know leaning towards that one. But um, you know now it'd be really nice to have that button right there. You know as you're you're steering. Um, well, you could always put a toggle on it. Yeah, you know you could. So I mean you sure could, act- could you could actually run your own remote. Yeah. You know, go get a project box from Radio Shack, buddy. Make lights and all kinds of cool stuff flash. Yeah, all, awesome. everything you need. But, you know, for what it's worth, it is one hell of a commercial for Jeep and the Chrysler Corporation. That so it is. is. I mean, they are putting this old Wrangler, and it's not even that old. Like, a 10-year-old car to me is, like, still brand new. Yeah. You know? So, but what's amazing is it's a four-cylinder. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen V8s. You know, on YouTube videos, not be able to make it through what this damn four-cylinder is, you know, walking right through. I wonder if that's just, you know, one, the way they filmed it. You know, you got to wonder that. Mm-hmm. Um, two, if, you know, if it's the driver, which I think a lot of it is the driver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, knowing what to do and, you know, how to correct it. Um, where some of these guys, you know, are just, you know... I don't want to say, you know, the word I'm looking for. <clears throat> Just say it if you piss somebody off. Oh, no, that's a um, stereotype. I, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, redneck hillbillies because, you know, um, I could be considered one myself. Well, um, we are what we are, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, out there just, you know, playing in the mud, mm-hmm. then, you know, they really don't know how to drive in a situation to get it out. You know, they're just out there to have fun and getting stuck. Um, where this guy, he seems to know what he's doing. He seems awkward, though. He seems awkward he, when he's driving. So He does, and he, he, I still think he goes too fast at times. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he, he doesn't take his time. Um, but then he, I don't know how, if that's part of, you know, the way that they're filming it. You know, you got to... Yeah, because he does slam on his brakes. And when he yes, slams he on him, he slams on him. He slams on his brakes on ice as his partner just fell down a crevice mm-hmm. well aren't you gonna slide dude mm-hmm. and then you're gonna slide right over on top of your buddy right and then he's gonna go down and you're gonna follow him well then, and he then he's fight. not gonna make it and then you're both gonna be dead well no more steak yeah no more well plenty of steak just 
<laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, since since that show um, debuted, I wonder how many older Jeep Wranglers have been sold. Yeah. Especially the four-cylinders. Right. Because yeah, that, that's one of the most undesirable, you know, Jeeps is the four-cylinder model. Right. You know, yeah, okay, you got one, you know, and, you know, oh, yeah, it's a Jeep Wrangler, but, you know, it's just a four-cylinder, you know. I mean, I heard that a lot when I had my tracker, you know. Right. It's like, it's like how many hamsters are in that, you know. That doesn't have horsepower. It has hamster power. But I think it, you know, boils down to, you know, how you drive it. Yeah. I mean, you can get through just about anything. You just depend on how you drive it. And, I mean, it's it's cool, you know. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, proud owner of a Jeep now. Right. I so, have a Jeep. But my Jeep's... You know, not a Chrysler Jeep, so. Well, mine is, but I wouldn't take it <laughs> in these situations. <laughs> That's for oh, sure. Come on, why not, Corey? I, I you know, I got the 4.7 V8. There you go. So you should go twice as farther. Right. As that, that four-cylinder Wrangler, huh? But see, I don't have mud tires. I don't have a snorkel. Yeah, we can get that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because still wouldn't do it. I don't well, have the clearance. <laughs> well, you know, Walmart, they're certain to you know, do the summer clearance and the pool toys. So we'll duct tape one of those snorkels. There you go. That'll all, work. All kind of snorkel. So, yeah. Sorry. Um, well, cool. No, but that, that, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, we just want to say, hey, if you guys have any thoughts, any opinions, um, hopefully, you know, Corey can do some work on the website since I'm the only one that's doing anything here lately. Right. Yeah. Um, and post up a, you know, has the industry jumped the shark? You know, if you guys know of something that's more of an industry thing, yeah, that's jumped the shark, let us know. You know, if you guys want to discuss, you know, certain TV shows, you know, we'll, you know, make a, make a forum post about that, you know, because I would like to know what everybody else is thinking too. Because, you know, just as much as we have these bad shows and we can look at them as far as an entertainment value, then we can go ahead and we can go to other places, you know, for actual education. Um, I'm, it, it sounds like I'm a mark for them, but you know what? I just might be. But, I mean, the guy's great. You know, everything that he posts out there is great. Whether you agree with him or not, you know, that's your choice. You know, I'm just saying the information is there if you want to learn. Um, somebody that does great hands-on videos, that's Dave Canterbury. And he does them religiously. You know, he's got all kinds of different series. You know, the TP series, the Yurt series, um, uh, the, uh, what is it, 21st Century Long Hunter series. Um, you know, he's got, you know, all, you know, anything you want to look at. You know, he's probably ha he probably has a video for it, um, and you're talking 13 minutes of all, you know, straight information. You know, you cut out all the bullshit, you cut out all the production, you cut out everything else, and you get down to brass tacks, and then you have Dave Canterbury's 13 minute video. Hey guys, this is how you. God, what was he? What was? I mean, I mean, he he got into some gruesome stuff. What did he, what did he catch up? Squirrel? I don't, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, well, he actually shows you how to like field dress. I think it was a squirrel. You know, don't quote me, but I think it was a squirrel. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he you know, shows you right then and there. Boom, dispatch it. Boom. Yeah, this is what you have to do with a squirrel. Slice, slice, slice. Boom. Here you go. Meat. Dinner. Another good one um, is uh, I just got it um, from Netflix. It was actually their DVD rental. Um, I think they only have one copy, so if you put it in your queue now, I still have it. So it might be a while before I send it back. Mm-hmm. Um, is Ron Hood. Yes. And Survival, I think it was Survival Basics 1 and 2 is what they have on there. Yes. On Netflix. And uh, I just watched it. And I'll tell you what, he, if you wanted a, you know, a good survival show where you're going to learn something and he explains things, um, easy to understand, um, with a lot of, you know, information, check out Ron Hood's videos because, you know, the two I watched just wanted me um, to, to see the other ones, and Netflix doesn't have any more. So I got on Ron Hood's website. Um, and, you know, I've heard of Ron Hood before from, you know, listening to other podcasts. Um, and, you know, I'll say it, the, you know, Survival Podcast. Listening to it, I remember hearing um, an interview that he did with, uh, you know, Jack Spearco. And um, by kind of putting it in the back of my mind, and then I'll, it didn't say Ron Hood on or at least I didn't think it did on the uh, on Netflix. Um, so it was just Survival Basics one and two. And then when I got it, it said Ron. I was like, Hey, I remember that. And um, now he has passed away, so he is no longer doing any more videos. Um, but you know, check out what he's got out there because everything I watched just wanted me to to watch more. Yeah, and see, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely outlets to go and get you know, the information that, that everybody's seeking, you know, whether it be, you know, something that you try yourself, um, you know, just something that we post as, you know, some other place that's already done it and, you know, hell, maybe they you know, do it, you know, six times better than the way we do it, you know, no, no big deal, no harm, no foul. You know, we're all here to learn together. Uh, and also on another note, I am reading a book, which may surprise a lot of you. Yeah, because I don't think you know me. Read. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't like to read, um, but I bought a book. Um, I actually bought a book on my phone. Is it Baron's books? Is it Berenstein Bears? No. So um, it's another you know Apple tech app. I mean, my iBooks. I bought a survival book. There you go. Um, it's not actually a survival book, but it's it's called One Second After, and it's about a uh, EMP. Mm-hmm. That um, goes off in the upper atmosphere, and it's this small town in North Carolina that struggles to survive after the EMP strike. Cool. And I tell you what, I got it um, last week. Um, I had last Thursday off. My oldest started kindergarten, so I took it off to take him to kindergarten and pick him up. And the Wednesday night before, I bought it probably about nine o'clock. And I couldn't put it down. I read half the book, you know, in j- just that night. Wow. Um, I have two chapters left on it, and I haven't even read it in, you know, all this week. Um, so, and that's pretty good for me. Yeah. It was like a 350-page book. Damn. And I couldn't put it down. It was uh, it was very interesting. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm not going to ruin it, but uh, it's got some good information in there. It's not like, you know, rural educational, but it's just, you know, their count of everything that they put out there um, is is accurate. 
as in, you know, what an EMP does, you know, and the scenarios that it could lead up to, and then the way that they struggle to survive from it and how the town struggles to survive from it. It's uh, it's a pretty interesting book, and it's that's something that you're, you know, trying to prepare yourself against an EMP strike or a solar flare that takes out the electricity grid or, or something like this. I highly recommend, you know, reading this book. Once again, it's uh, One Second After, and um, let me just pop it up real quick. Who's the author? I uh, so, um, let me pull it up. Okay. I don't have the author in front of me. I don't have my phone in front of me. And you can you can paste a a link to that as well in the show notes, right? Yes, I will. Because we're gonna have to. That's one thing we're kind of lacking. You know, we say, oh, we're gonna put this in the show notes, and then we put half of what we say we're gonna put in the show notes in the show. Well, notes. I'm not the producer of the show. Yeah, but you're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing it off onto you, right? But um, which is not a good thing to do. I need to, you know, hold up my end of things um, a little better, and that's what the new layout. People are not going to let me forget and to do it. And um, well, just and going it, back to like back in March, April, when we did our four part series, and I promised everyone I'd have the survival, uh, the SOP, survival operating procedure. Mm-hmm. Plan put up, and I have not yet done so. I have not forgot about it. I actually opened up this week and was uh, working on it. Yep. So um, I'm, I'm mine too. I'm going to get that you know out there and the layout out there, so uh, you know everyone can kind of model um, or see. You know they don't have to model after us, but they can look at how we're organizing ours, and they can organize theirs the same way. I have not forgot. I'm sorry it's taken this so long, um, but you know how things go. Um, but the author is William R. Um, I don't want to butcher his last name, uh, Fortune. So I will post a, a link to it um, on the show notes. That would be great, man. No, and uh, no if. Duke Gingrich wrote the foreword to it, oh, no which shit. was pretty interesting. If you, you know, I read it for you know first, and it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Now, do you know if it's um, you know this is just me asking, you know, not for the show or anything. Uh, by any chance, is it on audible.com? I do not know. Um, I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that and see. Yeah, um, I know it's on Amazon. Um, you can buy the book off Amazon. Um, I bought it for $10 on iBooks. Um, I'm sure Kindle and all the other ones have it too. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome, dude. That sounds good. And before before we close out the show, I've got a real quick, it's going to take two minutes, I promise. And then I'm shutting down the show because I'm tired, and I'm going to have to edit it. So, um, Since we are doing two shows a month um, you know, from here on out, um, that leaves a lot of gap you know, for your survival tech listening experience. Um, instead of you know, getting a show out every week like what we were doing in the very beginning when we were actually on track and doing good, you know, to the past couple months that are, you know, been not as good. <laughs> um, there's been other things that I've been listening to as well. Um, I wanted to bring this up. I've listened to the first uh, three chapters of it, you know, plus the episode zero. Um, it's a... Corey, do you remember um, the old-time radio programs? Because I know that you're, you know, in your 60s. Right. Um, no, but but you remember, you know, the whole world of the worlds and everything yeah. like that, you know, where people would actually act 
out shows on the radio. Yeah. Um, there's there there's a, a couple of them that are that are coming back, and um, um, you know I, I don't want to. Uh, there's one called We're Alive. Um, that's a zombie apocalypse story. Um, that's a fun one. I don't want to really review it though. Um, you know, not not tonight, but it is fun. Um, but the one I want to bring up is called The Cleansed. Um, you can Google The Cleansed. Um, probably audio podcast. I'm gonna, you know, put up a link to it. You know, like like we always say we do. Um, but no, I'm gonna you know direct link to it, and I'm actually gonna throw it also into the links page and leave it there. I think you guys are gonna have a lot of fun with it. Um, it's a uh, post-apocalyptic, um, uh, fuel is scarce. Um, you know, society is completely collapsed. Um, in Everybody has kind of broke off into tribes. Um, the large cities have fallen. Um, and then out from the ashes comes the Republic. So there's multiple factions. There's, you know, tribe against tribe. And you have, you know, the whole Republic, you know, trying to rebuild and uh, enslave and the whole ten yards. And it's everybody's... Um, it's it's them dealing with the crisis. Um, you can either be a subscribed member, subscribed member, and uh, you know pay to to actually get get the podcast, and it's one chapter at a time. And um, what it does is as uh, you know takes out you know all the commercials and and you know whatnot, which there's only you know bumpers in the beginning and the end. Or you can download them for free every week, but it, the chapter is split into four parts, you know, one every week. So that's what I've been doing. I'm just going through the free ones. I haven't had any issues. Um, you know, they're, um, you know, the four parts, you know, to make each chapter. They're right around um, between between nine minutes and fifteen minutes long. So each chapter takes about forty five minutes, but it, it's some pretty good listening. But What's neat is, you know, it's back to the old school um, audio dramas. So if you enjoyed ever listening to those, I would strongly suggest this one. This one has got an, you know, um, apocalyptic theme to it. Um, it's kind of right up our alley with, you know, prepping and everything else. And it's, it, you know, definitely travels down the road of, you know, how are kids going to act afterwards? And, you know, how are the adults going to deal with, you know, the situations? And, you know, how how is... Um, you know the game going to be played between trust between you know new you know new people coming into you know the tribe seeking refuge or whatever. So um, it's kind of neat. It's kind of you know good to listen to, and I strongly recommend it. Like I said, you know it's called the Cleansed. Um, you know when you're not listening to Survival Tech, maybe give those guys a shot and show them your support. Um, if you're into you know audio dramas, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. So I'll post a link to that. So, Corey, with that, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Just, uh, you know, keep posting to our forum and checking us out and uh, um, really stay alive, America. And big things to come, right? Big things to come. And stay alive, America. That's right. And then we got, um, you know, new format next episode, right? 
Yes. It's all new format. And stay alive, America. All right, now you say stay alive, America, again. Stay alive, America. All right. Have a good one, guys.